Companionship is what makes every journey enjoyable. Today, we continue our journey with Jesus. Join Scott Pauley as we make brief stops in the Gospel according to Mark. We trust you will enjoy the journey. We're going to talk about money today. Now, people say when they go to church, the preachers talk too much about money. But in fact, the Lord Jesus talked a lot about money. And why? Not because money is so important, because what you do with your money reveals what you think about God. He deals with the lesser thing to reveal the greater thing. And he shows how what we get bogged down with in this world is not eternal at all. And he's going to deal with this subject of money from two different vantage points. We're going to look at it from the perspective of those who do not know the Lord and then from the perspective of those who do. You remember we're in Mark chapter 10 and we've just studied this amazing interaction, this conversation between Jesus and a rich young ruler, a young man who refused to become a true follower of Jesus Christ because his riches meant more to him than God did. Can I tell you, when you stand before a holy God someday, nothing is going to matter more than your relationship to God. Nothing. And so in the context of that story, the Bible says and continues in verse 23, And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answereth again and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And Jesus looking upon them saith, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Now this is the first half of the treatment here of money. And he's teaching the disciples something from the world's perspective. Now what is the message? The message is that riches can't save you. Don't trust in your riches. They tell me that when Alexander the Great died, he gave instructions to some of his, his men before he died. And he said, when I'm gone, I want you, when you parade my body through the streets, to have my hands open so that people will see the open palms. And when they asked why, he said, I want them to know that for everything I obtained in this world, I took none of it with me. What was he saying? This doesn't satisfy. This is not eternal. And Jesus says, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And when they didn't understand that, he pressed it a little further and repeats it in verse 24. But this time he says, How hard is it for them that trust in riches? You see, it's not a matter of you having money that's a problem. It's a matter of you trusting money. Remember, it's not money that's the root of all evil. It is the love of money that's the root of all evil. When you love your money, or anything for that matter, when you trust your money or anything besides Jesus, it's a misplaced affection. It's a misplaced confidence and trust because no one can save but Jesus Christ. You'll notice in the verses, if you're looking at them, there's an exclamation point. Christ was worked up. He was speaking with real passion, with real heart. And he gives an illustration. He says, It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. For years I heard people debate this verse. Uh, does it mean a literal camel and a literal eye of a needle? One of the largest things and one of the smallest things. 
And then someone else said, oh no, this is a reference to a certain gate uh, that was referred to as the eye of the needle and camels would have to get down on their knees to go through it and so it's a picture of humility. May I say to you, I don't know the answer to all of that. I think perhaps both are missing the point because Jesus explains his own illustration when he says, with men it is impossible, but not with God. In other words, he's giving them a ludicrous picture. He's saying it's ridiculous. Ridiculous to think uh, that a person who's holding on to his riches, a person who's trusting in material things, can enter into true spiritual riches, can enter into eternal life. It's ridiculous. And when the disciples said, Who then can be saved? Jesus gave such an answer. You know, we love to quote this verse, but don't miss its context. Jesus said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. Listen to the question and answer. Who then can be saved? With God all things are possible. In other words, from man's perspective, none, none of us can save ourselves. Now you can't save yourself. And no matter what you trust, it can't save you. My friend, God and God alone can save. He is the God of the impossible. He is the God of salvation and you can trust Him. So from the world's perspective, when you look at money, we must recognize that it's not to be trusted. Now let's flip the coin. Let's look at money from the perspective of one of the Lord's followers, from the disciples. Because the Bible says in verse 28, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we've left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's. But he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands with persecutions. And in the world to come, eternal life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Peter spoke really for all of us. Let's just be honest. We all want to know, well, Lord, if I, if I give, if I sacrifice, if I walk away from riches and money and material things because that's what you ask me to do, if I surrender all of that to you, what do I get for it? What do we have for that? It's really sad to think about it. Here Jesus was looking for a cross and the disciples were looking for a throne. But really, Jesus was the only one who deserved the throne, and we all deserve the cross. You don't get the throne without going through the cross. And Jesus went to the cross. He became poor for us. Yes, He did. The rich God of heaven became poor for us so that through His poverty we could be made rich. And He applies that principle to His disciples here, and He says to them, As surely as this world should not trust in riches, you should not feel badly for walking away from them. In other words, don't feel like you've lost anything. My friend, when you've given your life to God, you've made the greatest investment of all. You know, in our world today, who knows what Wall Street will do tomorrow? Who knows what uh, the stock market will bring this year? Who knows what the world markets will do? But I know one place that is a very good investment, and that's in glory. That's in eternity. Someone once said, to find out how rich you are, add up everything money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Ponder that just a moment. You see, the only way to take your money with you is to send it on ahead by investing it in the only thing, and that's eternal things, the Lord's work, the souls of men. And so Jesus gives this promise to His disciples that any man who's left house, family members, lands, anything like that for Christ's sake and the Gospels. Let me just pause a moment and ask, have you given up anything for Christ's sake and the Gospels' sake? Have you sacrificed anything? He sacrificed everything for us. 
Have we sacrificed anything for Him? Lord, help us look at money differently. It's a tool. It's a resource. God gave it to us. God can take it away. But God gave it to us to use for eternal things. And Jesus says, if you'll do the right thing with money, I want you to know you'll receive a hundredfold in this time. In other words, God says, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to do it in ways that you could never imagine. Now, you'll have persecutions. It's with persecutions in this world. Then when you leave this world, it's in the world to come, eternal life. Uh, My friend, if you are giving yourself, your life, and your resources to the Lord, you can rest in the fact that He promised many that are first should be last and the last should be first. He always brings the right return on investment. You can trust Him. Don't trust your riches, but trust the rich God of heaven, the God who owns everything, the God of whom we are the stewards of His possessions. You trust Him today. Follow Him with that reservation and believe that in the end, He always, always does right. Thank you for traveling with us through God's Word. We would love to hear from you and share additional resources for enjoying the journey. Visit us online at scottpauley.org. May God bless you as you walk with Christ today.